Okay, this is something that I should have done months ago. And I usually, I say that a lot with this thing and I don't even know what to say, you know? Um, but I wanted to get this out of the way before training camp uh, began in the NFL. Uh, and I haven't had anything on the Substack since late June. So I needed to throw something up. Here you go. Uh, so let's reflect a little bit um, on the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. Uh I'm going to call this reflecting on Aaron Rodgers' time as the quarterback of the Packers. Uh, and, you know, this is probably something that would have been more timely. It would have made more sense if I did it, you know, after the trade went down because it has been several months since that. But, uh, you know, I gathered a lot of thoughts, a lot of memories. Um, and obviously I would say that Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite athlete of all time. Uh, so I think it would have been great if he – was only a Packer and retired a Packer, but I feel like in this world of sports, that's maybe unrealistic in, in, in a lot of ways. And I felt like we saw the writing on the wall for the last few years of his time in Green Bay. And could it have gone better in terms of winning? Yeah. Um, but I don't think you could ask for a better quarterback than what we got out of him um, for a long time. And obviously, the Packers organization owes a lot to him. Uh, and he owes some, some, you know, to the Packers as well in terms of giving him a chance, uh, moving on from Favre to go to him, you know, drafting him 24th in 05 whenever he was falling down the board. And obviously he's the best player from that 05 draft, and it's really not even close. Um, and I think there's no doubt about it. He's one of the six or seven best quarterbacks of all time. You have your opinion if you want it, but you're wrong. Uh and I think that Tom Brady kind of morphed the feeling of, you know, oh, a quarterback has to win a ton of Super Bowls. That's just not how it works. I think Mahomes is a guy that will get probably to Montana territory or past it. Uh, but those guys don't come around very often. And you have to have a lot of things go right to win a Super Bowl. And that didn't happen a lot in Green Bay. And uh, some of it was on Rodgers. Some of it wasn't. But let's get into it. I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't know how long. I don't know if my voice is trained to be able to go a long time by myself for right now. I'm going to take a quick drink of water as we get into it. I'm going to have a lot of these stats and moments written down in the podcast description. I've been preparing some things, uh, but let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm also going to link a YouTube video on the Substack to a Aaron Rodgers uh, compilation of all of his touchdown passes, um, if it allows me, uh, because um, usually the NFL – doesn't allow that, but anyway, let's do it. Uh, I just looked it up, and I'm going to post it here. One moment. Yeah, video unavailable, blah, 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 NFL. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, all right, some of my favorite moments, memories, and thoughts, and I know I missed some, but let's do it. Uh, some of the early ones, I, won't, I don't, I think 07, 08, 09, I don't remember as much. Um. But you look at 07, it was it was a Favre season. Rodgers came in in relief of Favre against the Cowboys. He, he was 18 of 26, a touchdown, no interceptions, a 104.8 rating. They lost 37-27, but I know a lot of people at the time were like, okay, they might have something here. And obviously Rodgers was a guy that could have gone number one in 05. So I think a lot of people knew the talent was there. That, that's kind of what makes it a little bit different from Jordan Love is that Jordan Love, you know, a lot of people thought, yeah, he could go back into the first round, and, and he did go in that spot. Uh, but people thought Rodgers could go number one to San Francisco. Obviously, they go with Alex Smith. The Niners done a lot of winning 
since 05, passing on Rodgers. They haven't won any Super Bowls. They've been to several, and they've owned the Packers in the playoffs, but Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. So who really, you know, I think the Niners probably wish they took Rodgers. But I also think there's something to the fact that Rodgers would not become as good as he was without the chip on the shoulder, without the far thing, without falling in the draft. All that being said. Uh, so that was a big moment in 07. That's when I think the Packers realized, okay, this guy – is, is confident we can hand, hand it over to him. So the next year he becomes the starter. And his first start was against the Vikings. It was in Lambeau Field. The Packers won 24-19. He was 18 of 22, very efficient. One touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown, a 115.5 rating. And I did post a tweet in this here with his first touchdown throw as a starter was absolutely absurd. Uh, it was one of his best throws ever, if you watch the across-the-body throw. So you just check that video out and you'll see it. Um but 09 was 08 and 09 were some you know some growing pains there, uh, no doubt, no doubt. And the 2010 season comes along. The Packers were good; they were a good football team, and you saw something there. Obviously, they enter the playoffs. They weren't a high seed. Uh, you know, they start the run in Philly in the wild card round. Uh, Michael Vick led Philadelphia team, uh, but going into the playoffs in the 2010 season, you know, Rodgers from weeks nine to 17 was he came into the playoffs hot. Uh, he threw for 1,900 yards from weeks 9 through 17. Uh, remember, this is week 17, the final uh, week of the season at the time, obviously. At 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, a 122 rating. The Packers went 5-2. and two. So final seven games of the year, he was locked in. He was locked in. And it showed, obviously, in the playoffs. They beat the Eagles in the wild card round. Uh, maybe his best performance ever. I think there's a lot to throw out there. I think maybe his, his – I mean, all of his playoff performances in 2010 were pretty much insane. I, I know the Chicago thing, whatever. Um, but the brilliance in Atlanta, I, he was absolutely phenomenal. I, I think it's one of the great playoff performances by a quarterback ever in Atlanta. And you look at his performance in the Super Bowl, and you're like, that might be there too. Uh, but the Atlanta game was amazing. You know, this offense was unstoppable. Some of the throws he made, he made one along the sideline to Jordy Nelson in the end zone. He made a couple throws to James Jones that were off the charts. I mean, he was – it was like being – watching him and like the speed – of the ball out of his hand and the arm action and him running around the pocket. I mean, it was second and none. I know we see that a little bit more now with quarterbacks, but at the time it's like, Jesus, how is this guy throwing the ball like this? And that's what it was. And obviously they go to Chicago. It's a defense first game. He wasn't great in that game, but guess what? BJ Raji's pick six in the NFC title game. I know Jay Cutler got hurt. I don't care. The bears are the bears. They weren't going to win that game. No matter who was the quarterback. They have Tom Brady's their quarterback. They wouldn't have won that game. Anyway, B.J. Raji's pick six is just – it's one of my favorite moments ever as a Packer fan. It really is. Because you think about it, it's like, how on earth does that even happen? And then you hear Troy Aikman commentating over the replay and, like, laughing. It's, it's very good. It's one of my favorite moments ever for any of my teams in any sport ever, especially that the, the, the gravity of the moment, you know, you're in Chicago, January, it's cold as hell. It's a three, three game. I think at the time and BJ Raji slips through, gets a pick six, runs it back about 10 yards in the dance. Obviously it's just, you got to look that up. If you're listening to this right now, take a minute, look up BJ Raji's pick six against the bears. And the NFC. it's just, Oh, I need to go watch it after talking about it. Um, and then you go to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 45 against the Steelers. He was phenomenal. The throw over the middle to Greg Jennings is one of the great thread-the-needle throws in the history of football. Uh, he was 24 of 39, 304 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 
111.5 rating. And a lot of people forget the Packers' defense was got destroyed in that game in terms of injuries. The team as a whole had a shitload of injuries in that Super Bowl. And they kept it afloat. Obviously, had the big interception to seal the deal in that game. Roethlisberger wasn't great, obviously, as he usually isn't in Super Bowls. You know, suck on that, Steeler fans. But uh, obviously, after 2010, they win the Super Bowl, and you're thinking, okay, he wins the Super Bowl his third year as a starter. Here we go. The Packers are about to start something special. And obviously, they didn't win a Super Bowl again. Let me just address that. I, I'll probably address it again down the road, but there were some years where they really should have. And there were some years where they got far in the playoffs, and they weren't really deserving of winning a Super Bowl. I'm looking at uh, 2016 and 2019 when I say that, but we'll get there. Um, so you go into 2011, he's viewed as one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he shows that. Uh, he was dominant in 2011. Uh, first MVP, first of many. 45 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 122.5 rating. Uh, he had a great Christmas game. I remember this game because I had it on my laptop at the time, 2011. I was also very young. People, you know, it's probably what, 11 uh, Christmas. Yeah, I was 11 years old in that game. But anyway, he was phenomenal. I remember being forced to watch some stupid movie on Christmas night, and I had the game on the laptop, and I looked at the score, and I was like, okay, we've done it again. But, uh, yeah, 2011 was great. Obviously, they lose in the playoffs to the Giants. Um, what can you do? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, 2011, he was fantastic. And I thought that this is the ceiling. I think 2020 was his best season. But we'll get there. Uh, 2012, you go on to 2012, I think that might have been an underrated season uh, in because he didn't win an MVP, but he had a really, really good season. Uh, 39 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 108 rating. The Packers went 11-5 and five that season. Uh, notable, their offense scored 25-plus points in 9 games and 20-plus points in 14 of 16 games. So 2011 and 2012, they had a very good offense. Um, and I don't think anybody can forget the legendary Sunday Night Football performance in Houston against the Texans where he was 24 of 37, 338 yards, 6 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, a 133.8 rating. Man, he was phenomenal in that game. That might not even be – it probably is his best Sunday night football game, but there's a couple others where you're like, wow. Uh, but I remember the the Texans game on Sunday night football. Sorry, my neck. I was really feeling it. Sorry. I hope that didn't come through too much in the mic. Um, I remember being at my grandma's house for that Sunday night game because I think my parents were at time. I obviously remember, you know, 12 years old at the time. There's a couple memories of my grandma's house with the Packers that I'll get into, but this is one of them where yeah, I just remember sitting on the couch watching that maybe dabbling in some Chips Ahoy cookies, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but it, just a phenomenal performance on Sunday Night Football against the Texans. And he had a really good season in 2012. And uh, I think it is one that kind of gets forgotten in the scope of his career because I think we talk about 2011, we talk about 2014, we talk about 2020 now, maybe talk about 2021 as well. Um, but that's one that I think gets forgotten. 2012 was really good. Um and obviously, you look at that season as a whole in the playoffs. Uh, they beat the Vikings. Obviously, the Vikings were, you know, the, it was a tough situation for them given the fact they had Joe Webb playing quarterback at Lambeau Field in the playoffs in January. So that's not great. Uh, but they won that game 24 to, uh, let me see, 24 to 10. Uh, and obviously, I remember that game because I remember for some reason Little Caesars Pizza was involved in the watching of that game. Uh, and there were people at my house at the time. But anyway, uh, the division round in 2012, not great. The Kaepernick thing where the Packers defense was horrific. Like, How are you going to blame Rodgers for 
a game where his offense scored 31 points and they lost by two touchdowns. You know, you just can't. It's just not how it works. So that's a playoff run that you're not going to blame Rodgers for. Uh, the 2013 season was filled with moments, I would is how I would describe it. Uh, he They hit their groove after a one and two start. Uh, before Rodgers broke his collarbone on Monday Night Football on November 4th in Week 9. So he goes down. He returns in twenty uh, in Week 17. Bears versus Packers in Chicago for the NFC North title. I remember this game a great deal. I watched the first half of it at a friend's house uh, with other Bears fans there. Obviously, living in Illinois, you know, there's a lot of Bears fans in the area. So... Uh, sometimes you got to watch games with Bears fans. And, uh, you know, I have some friends who are Bears fans, uh, mostly, you know, for the most part, good folks, no doubt. Um, but still, the Randall Cobb touchdown seals the deal. One of my favorite moments, I remember everything about that play. I remember Rodgers getting away from a sack, rolling out, Joe Buck yelling, he's got Cobb, wide open, touchdown, a moment I will never forget. And I remember going to watch, going to the movie theater right after the game ended. I want to say for Dumb and Dumber 2, which was a terrible movie. Uh, let me research that, though. Because it's your memory, and I want to be right. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Let's see. When did that movie come out? This is the stuff you want to hear, folks. This is it. Let's see. Dumb and Dumber 2. Might not have been that. Uh, 2014? Yeah. I'd... It was some movie. I don't know. What movie came out in 20... No, you know what? It might have been Anchorman 2. Now that I think about it. Um, yeah, December 18th, 2013. Yeah, it was Anchorman 2. This is a movie I went to see after this game. But anyway, uh, the season ended with another playoff loss to the Niners. That's a trend. We're going to get on that. Uh, but yeah, that game in Chicago. There's a lot of great memories in Chicago. Obviously, the, just dominating the division the whole time was kind of, you know, fun. If you look at his records against the NFC North, it gets pretty insane. Um, but overall, yeah, you, you would have liked to go far in the playoffs again, but they lose 23-20 to the Niners. These are Lambeau playoff games. or this Actually, you know what? 2013 was the Kaepernick game. Sorry. The year before that was the defense being terrible and this one was similar right um you know what that here either way they give up a ton of rushing yards in both games i don't remember all of it exactly so back off Uh, sorry uh anyway moving along uh the 2014 season marked mvp number two for rogers uh pretty good year I would say the R-E-L-A-X moment after a one and two start telling Packer fans to relax after a slow start. Uh, They had a couple of games in that season where it was complete dominance, like off the charts, like how on earth is that? Like, how are they scoring so many points? You know, um, one of which, another one where I remember just watching and laughing. Uh, they beat the Bears in Week 10 on Sunday Night Football 55-14. He had six touchdowns in the first half. Big Mike McCarthy gave him a chance to come out for the second half and get to seven. Didn't happen, but uh, they gave it a go, right? Uh, 
And then you also had they followed it up the next week, a 325 game. I remember in my being in my basement hanging out with a, a friend, watching the game, laughing again, 53 to 20 over the Eagles. They scored that's 108 points in two games. This is when the Packers offense was humming. Uh, but he threw for 4,300 yards, 38 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 112.2 rating. And then the uh, the worst loss of my life. And this will never be topped, I don't think. Uh, the worst loss of any sports team, the worst feeling that I've ever had watching a, a football game, the NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. It was just, man, it hurt. It hurt really bad. It really, really, really hurt. Um, I was at my grandma's for this one as well, and I remember I my parents were out of town again. I don't remember where they were this time. They might I don't remember. Um, but, you know, I remember being so upset. It was 19-7. to 7. They had it in the bag. I was like, okay, finally going to go back to the Super Bowl. Let's have some fun. Going to play the Patriots, Rodgers versus Brady in the Super Bowl. And they choked. You know, the onside kick debacle. Um, this was the real chance. This was the best chance they had. And Seattle at the time, obviously, was really good defensively. They were really hard to play against in Seattle. The Packers had them right where they wanted them. And uh, they blew it. And this was a game that got me blocked by the Packers on Twitter. I can't say what I said because I don't remember. Obviously, you know, 2014, how old was I? I was probably what? Let's see. twenty. It was January 2015. So I would have been, no, January, yeah. I would have been 15 or 16 years old. 15 years old. And, uh, yeah, I would have been 15 years old. And it's like, man, that is just. So frustrating that that happened. And I wish I wasn't blocked by the Packers on Twitter. I've tried many times to get unblocked. Guess it's never going to happen. I wish they'd see like, okay, I'm not an immature dipshit anymore. Uh, you know, maybe maybe help me out by, you know, I have 1,600 followers on Twitter. And, you know, I've built up some sort of a media person. Some people know, very few, but some people know who I am. And, uh, you know, what can you do with that? Right? I don't know. I should have gotten a guest for this podcast. This would have been a great spot for me to get a guest. Maybe I'll do it again before the season or at least do something Packers related before the season and talk about it. But anyway, yeah, the Seahawks lost in the NFC Championship game. Bad. Really bad. It sucked. Uh, moving along, 2015 season I would describe as Rodgers putting the team on his back. Uh, they were 10-6. and six. They started the year 7-0. and oh. Obviously, the Hail Mary in Week 13 against the Lions. That was his first they limped into the playoffs. They had a bunch of injuries at receiver. Uh, they lost to the Arizona Cardinals in the divisional round um, after beating Washington 35-18 in the wild card round on the road. Uh, Rodgers threw a second Hail Mary to force overtime. I don't know how many quarterbacks even force overtime, especially fourth and 20 or whatever it was on their own within their own five. Just ridiculous that they got that game to overtime. And his best wide receiver in that game was Jeff Janis, by the way. Uh, he threw passes to Janis, Jared Abradiris, Richard Rodgers, John Kuhn, Eddie Lacy, and James Starks in that game. Those are the only pass catchers that he had in that game because Cobb went down, uh, Devontae went down, James Jones, I think, was still on the team, right? He went down, and, uh, you know, I was disappointed. I remember being – I was actually watching this game with a friend who's an Arizona Cardinals fan, and uh, I just absolutely stunned that they got that to overtime in the first place. Obviously, the defense lets them down. 
you know, the the Larry Fitzgerald play. So what can you do with that? Maybe tackle better, I guess, would be would be an option. But uh, the fact that they got that to overtime in, in the first place is was amazing. So 2015, whatever, you go into 2016 hoping you're a little bit better, and they looked bad. I remember the 2016 season as just like, wow, it's stunning how bad this team looks. And uh, they started four and six. I remember being pretty disappointed and depressed about the, the brutal Sunday night football loss in D.C., they were four and six. Uh, this was the run the table season, though, because Rogers said after that game, I think we can run the table when they were four and six. And what did they do? They ran the table. Uh, they ended up 10 and six and made the playoffs. And, you know, really, this team didn't have a very good defense. This team's roster had a lot of flaws, and they got to the playoffs. You know why? I remember everything. My favorite week span not counting like the playoffs or anything in any sport of any team that I root for is the final six weeks of the 2016 season. I remember everything about it. I remember where I was for every single one of those games. I really do. And I'll tell you, they, it was incredible to watch that, that go down just an amazing, amazing run that really, really felt good. And it kind of felt like, okay, they're back. They're, they're back to being, like they weren't ever really gone, but you know, seriously, ten and six is how they finish the year. Uh, they go. The first game after the run of the table was the Philadelphia Monday night game, watching with my brother and father. And obviously, this was when Gruden was still doing the games. Obviously, Rodgers made that insane throw to Devontae Adams, threading the needle through the DB's arm. Twenty-seven thirteen win. Uh, Mark Sanchez, I think, was the quarterback for the Eagles, and they also had Carson Wentz, something like that, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, that, I remember that. Uh, the Houston game was a snow game. They won 21-13. Rodgers made some more ridiculous throws. Uh, I watched that game in my room with my brother. Uh, and then they beat the Seahawks 38-10. Russell Wilson was terrible. They The first, uh, first drive of the game, Rodgers hit Adams down the sideline for a long touchdown. Feelings were good. I was watching that game in the living room with my brother. Uh, then they were at the Bears in week 15. That game should not have been as close as it was, 30-27. They started to blow it. Gets down to a tie game. Rodgers throws a bomb to Jordy, sets up Crosby for the win. Also in the living room watching that game. Uh, the Vikings, Saturday noon game. That was Christmas Eve, December 24th. <clears throat> watched that game by myself in the living room. Another big win, 38-25, offense humming. And then Sunday night, I remember being in my room. This is one of my most memorable Twitter nights was this game uh, when they beat the Lions to win the NFC North. Um, In that final stretch, it's easy to forget how brilliant Rodgers was in that run. 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, no picks, a 121 rating. He was just flawless for the final six weeks. And for a guy to come out and and put himself in the line a little bit and say, I think we can run the table – and then run the table and be as dominant as he was while running the table? Yeah, that's legit. That's Hall of Fame stuff. It just is what it is. Uh, And they didn't really have much of a defense in the playoffs. Their secondary was an absolute train wreck. It's got to be one of the worst secondaries to ever make it to the NFC Championship game. They got obliterated in Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. Uh, They had Hail Mary number three in the wild card round against the Giants. They were cobbed in the half. Beat the Giants up pretty good. That was a good Giants team that year. Obviously, the game in Dallas, 
Another Rodgers masterpiece in Dallas. Uh, the Jared Cook catch along the sidelines, one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. Sets up a Crosby bomb. They win, but then they get killed, like I said, in Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. And uh, Matt Ryan and their offense pretty much did whatever they want. You could have made a good argument for Rodgers to win the MVP in 2016, but I understand why it was Matt Ryan. So there you go. Uh, 2017 injury plague. They started 4-1, and one, but Rodgers broke his collarbone due to that loser, Anthony Barr, is what I wrote down here. He tried to come back from it, but they struggled. He struggled against the Panthers in Week 15, shut it down. And uh, the team, you know, wasn't good. So there you go. 2018, yeah, that was tough. 2018 was the worst of them all. It was the end of the McCarthy era. It was the weirdest 25-2 touchdown-interception ratio you will ever see. Rodgers and the Green Bay offense were not good. And he, 25-2, and two, he wasn't very good, yet still did it. Uh, they just had a horrible loss in Week 13 to Arizona. That got McCarthy fired. Joe Philbin comes in as the interim. They finished 6-9-1, missed the playoffs. And they hire Matt LaFleur. And Matt LaFleur, you got to give him a lot of credit. Whatever he is as a coach without Rodgers, we're going to find out. But coming in, he was a big, big, big part of reinvigorating Rodgers' career. Okay, because Rodgers looked done after 2018. Look at the stats, however you want to look at him. He wasn't good that year. He was he struggled. For his standard, he struggled. It just is what it is. Like he said himself, down years or career years for most Quarterbacks are down years for me, right? That's generally true. But 2019, he wasn't that great either, but the team had a lot of luck. They had a lot of, uh, you know, flip a coin wins, I would say. They went 13-3. and three. Their offense wasn't very sharp. He was learning a new offense. I thought LaFleur did a great job that year. They won a lot of close games. Uh, he had two down seasons in 2018 and 19 both considered down seasons, which I agree, but he only threw six picks in those two years and 51 touchdowns and six picks. That's insane. Two down years in 2018 and 19, 51 touchdowns and six picks. So that really, really backs up what he said. And they played Seattle in the divisional round. They beat them, and then they lost to the Niners in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, which that's the right result. They shouldn't have won that game anyway. So the right result happened there, no doubt. Uh, but they go into 2020, obviously COVID happens, and I would argue that this might be Rodgers' best season. And say what you want about whatever, whether there's no fans, all this BS, whatever. He was unbelievably elite. It's one of the best, most efficient seasons you'll ever see by a quarterback. It just is. I don't know who's going to beat that. Uh, but the Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection in 2020 was just elite. It was on another level. It was one of the best seasons by a quarterback-receiver duo that you're ever going to see. He had one bad game that year. It was week six in Tampa. It was probably his one bad game. He had 51 touchdowns overall. Three of them were rushing. Five interceptions at a 121.5 rating. Third MVP. The dominance against the NFC North that year was unbelievable. They killed the Vikings week one. Uh, they beat up on the Bears. They just did whatever they wanted, you know. That's just and the snow game on Sunday Night Football against the Titans, very memorable. They killed the Titans in that game, but another heartbreaking loss. And this time it was an NFC Championship game at Lambeau to the Bucks, and they should have won that game. Tom Brady threw multiple picks. Uh, the Packers offense couldn't make the play, couldn't make the right plays. Um, There's a couple calls that went Tampa's way that maybe shouldn't have, uh, but the Packers should have absolutely won that game. That one hurt. That one hurt a lot. I got to be honest. That one really stung. Um, 
But what can you do, right? Uh, the 2021 offseason, yeah, that was a bit of a disaster. That was when Rodgers asked for a trade. The Packers decided not to trade him. Uh, and I think that was the right move at the time coming off of the 2020 season. They had to change some things. He was obviously unhappy with the way they were operating. Um, but he had a really good year in 2021. Back-to-back MVPs, his fourth MVP. The whole COVID thing happened with the uh, with the COVID toe and Rodgers unvaccinated, all that. What a headache that was, but he also threw 20 touchdowns and one interception after that went down. So for the year, 37 touchdowns, four picks, 111.9 rating, and a fourth MVP. And uh, they had a stunning loss. A stunning loss against the Niners in the division round where their offense sucked and their defense was – this is one of the greatest performances by a Packers defense in the playoffs I've ever seen. And they lost. This is a lot about the team in 2021. Rodgers was not good in that game. And the Packers extended Rodgers, then traded Devonta Adams to the Raiders. And last season happened. Last season was bad. It went downhill after the loss in London to the Giants. Rodgers broke his thumb, played through it after that. They got killed by his now team, the Jets, the week after. Uh, they went 8-9. and nine. They had a real chance to make the playoffs in Week 18. But they lost to the Lions at Lambeau. That's just unacceptable lose to the Lions in that spot to make the playoffs. That's just unacceptable. And uh, the last Rodgers game at Lambeau was was a forgettable one, you know? It was the Lions game. A chance to sneak into the playoffs. They failed. Uh, 17 of 27, 205 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 83.1 rating. Not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. Um, and then, you know, we kind of came out of that offseason not knowing what was going to happen. I kind of thought it'd be return to the Packers or retire at first, and then more and more happened. And you end up seeing Rodgers, um, you know, come out of the darkness, I guess, <laughs> and uh, wanted to be traded. Stated his intention on Pat McAfee to be playing for the Jets. And it happens. I thought the Packers did really well in that trade. I think they got a lot back. Uh, they swapped to pick 15 in this year's draft. They got a conditional pick next year that could be good if Rodgers plays 60% of the snaps. They did well in that deal. Um and I just want to kind of state my appreciation, you know. Um, moving on to the Jordan Love era, I hope it's great. But I, I can't wait to see Rodgers welcome back, welcomed back to Lambeau Field uh, when it's all said and done for him. And I hope the Jets have success with him. Why not? You know, I don't have anything against the Jets. Uh, in fact, I listen to New York radio plenty enough to, to know some Jet fans over there. And uh, I wish them well. It's going to be very fascinating how their year goes. But um, – you know, I'm sure I'll do another Rogers podcast when he retires, but uh, overall, it was a great run. Don't take any any of that for granted. Uh, don't regret anything that happened in the era. I know it was only one Super Bowl, whatever. Sorry you couldn't win seven like Tom Brady. You also didn't have the defenses enough to win that many Super Bowls, but that's neither here uh, nor there. So, uh, you know, obviously, I wish him well. Like I said, can't wait to see him back at Lambeau when he's done. And, uh, yeah, this was a fun little 30-minute podcast to throw everyone's way. Uh, and stay tuned for NFL season predictions and uh, Packers predictions as well. And I'll uh, see you next time. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next, but uh, stay tuned.